Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from New York, it's the show that is promising you one of the best Tuesday shows we have ever done in the last three years. Wow! That's a promise That's to you right now. Wow! Today, Jonathan Taylor on the move and why the Cowboys are the perfect fit. I did the research. Meanwhile, what do we expect <laughs> from the baby goat who is now calling what? himself, buckle up, Alabama Mac? Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> and finally, Baker officially named the starter. Look at, hey, Josh, this is like the All-22 we were grinding. Great video. <laughs> oh, here. who could have seen that coming? Enjoy it. Oh, who could have seen that coming? Alongside Enjoy Nick Wright, yeah. Kevin Wilds, Brew. <laughs> uh, How long apologies? do you think Baker lasts? No, don't you dare move the goalpost. Six, seven games. Don't you dare move no, the goalpost. I always admitted he's going to be the oh, starter, oh, but he was having trouble beating out he the was unheralded Kyle I told you we should have started with this topic instead of it buried it at good. the end of the show. It is we always good. We kind of did start it. Here's the best thing I've ever written. Oh, we start with oh, an no. old question. Better than oh no? Yeah. Oh no line? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you play for the Bills? Play wide receiver for the Bills? Go to every practice for the Bills? <laughs> Are you going to be available? Wow. Stephen A. doesn't think you do. <laughs> but you took to Twitter to refute writing. Just, uh, it's 100% not true. Just ask the question. <laughs> just, move on. just ask the question. It's already. All right. I'm rocking with my dogs, Bill's Mafia, through and through. Bro, it was good. I told you this is one of the best Tuesday shows we've ever done. Nick, what do you make of this? <laughs> that, uh, I don't know if that was good or awful, it but it good. was something. It was good. <laughs> Wilds came down the stairs today and said, 12 minutes ago, said, the best thing I've ever written is on today's show. Are I mean, you going to be available? <laughs> that that, that took a long good. time. All right. Um, <laughs> listen, I do I think Stephon Diggs wants to be in Buffalo? No, I don't. Really? Do I think he is adamant? I must get out of here? No. But I think if it were, if you know, in a perfect world for him, he would not be a Buffalo Bill. I think we have seen a lot of evidence of that. But I, the exact specifics of this are not, to me, the story. The story is... For the Buffalo Bills, the two-time defending media Super Bowl champion, but zero-time actual Super Bowl champions, <laughs> a team that has been to one conference championship game in the last 30 years, but is treated like they are the cream, you know, amongst the top, top tier in the league since their disastrous playoff performance. Truly disastrous. Only Tampa and Minnesota had more embarrassing postseason run than the Bills. We have had on the scales of are the Bills getting better or are the Bills getting worse? 
Are the bills moving in the right direction or the bills moving in the wrong direction? Mounting things in the wrong direction category and nary a thing in the right direction category. So since that disastrous playoff failure, they moved on from Leslie Frazier. During the disastrous playoff failure, we started to see the deterioration of the relationship. Their two most important players, Diggs and Allen, the yelling on the sideline. They then lose one of their best defensive players, Tremaine Edmonds, in free agency. They lose one of their best offensive linemen, Roger Saffold, in free agency. They lose their kick returner in a really unfortunate, tragic accident on a jet ski in Naeem Hines. They don't add their biggest position of need, which was a wide receiver, two on offense. We then had multiple days of continued <clears throat> Stefan Diggs controversy and now multiple weeks of it leading into this. And, oh, yeah, by the way, Aaron Rodgers joined the division. And just the other day, the offensive line, which was already a point of weakness, they lost their top backup tackle for the season to injury. That's the things that have gone wrong. What's gone right? Ah, Josh Allen. But he was already there. Well, so what's, what's, the, what's the way they got better? What's the, what, what's the big thing? There isn't one. Well, they're he going, promised not to throw in. He's not going to throw a red zone okay. interception. So, yeah, I think they're going in the wrong direction. I think they've been going in the wrong direction since that one AFC ch- championship appearance. And I think it's, it's bad news for the Buffalo Bills, bro. Well, first, let me address the Diggs thing. I, I tend to agree with you. But the thing, I don't know if it's a Josh Allen problem as far as Diggs is concerned or if he's just a malcontent. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't happy in Minnesota eventually. He's getting all the targets he could want in, in Buffalo. He's got a top-flight quarterback. Mm-hmm. They are a good team. They've won 13 games through the last paid. three years. And, and he got paid. And why is he not happy? So, I, I look, I think you probably hit it on the head. I don't know where he wants to go. Unless he wants to go play with Patrick Mahomes, where are you going that's a better situation necessarily? And so, right now, I think it's fine. I think he kind of means what he says when he's like, I want to stay here. Okay. But let things go south. If you're right and things don't start off well, mm-hmm. he's going to have some episodes on the sidelines. Yeah, and that could be a problem. But, I, look, I'm more with Wilds in that. You're right in all those things you pointed out. And you, you forgot to mention how they got manhandled by Pittsburgh, a preseason game, but they were playing their starters for a lot of that okay. time, Buffalo. I mean, they look, they look bad against the Steelers. But the reasons to be hopeful are Josh Allen, for the flaws he has, is still a very good quarterback. I, I, look, I'm not down on the receiving core. Obviously, you have Diggs. You got Gabe Davis. They added Dalton Kincaid, another tight end with Dawson Knox. So, I think skill position-wise, they're fine. And Von Miller – Presumably, on the presumably mm-hmm. though, will be healthy this season, yeah. and that's a top defense. My number one problem with the Bills is leadership or lack well, thereof. That's the, as much as I like Josh Allen, I haven't seen anything to tell me he's a great leader. I don't think Sean McDermott is a great leader. All right, and and Von Miller is 34 years old, coming off of injury, and just got there last season. So. I think that's their main problem. Look, you can win a lot of games based on great talent, but to get over the hump and win the necessary playoff games you need to to win a Super Bowl, and and right now it's Super Bowl or bust for them. Getting deep is not going to be good enough. They need to win a Super Bowl or at least get there for now, and that takes leadership, Mm. and that's what I'm concerned about with you. All right, can I ask – we kind of kicked this around in the morning meeting. 
because I want to defend Stefan Diggs a little bit here. Forced his way out of Minnesota. I get it. Stephen A. says he wants to be out. Stefan Diggs says it's 100% not true. Now, I don't want to say Stephen A. is not telling the truth. I also don't want to say Stefan Diggs is not telling the truth. So now we're kind of caught in this gray area in the middle. To his credit, Stefan Diggs, this is from, he missed one mandatory minicamp thing, and he was there, and Sean McDermott, they went home or whatever it was. He later said, I feel like I'm in a great space. I'm in a great place. I'm loved and appreciated. 100% he wants to retire as a bill. Like, if you're Stefan Diggs and this comes out, what are you supposed to say? He said 100% not true, but then we're going to spend 12 minutes no, but, well, debating whether or not he means it. I feel like it's it's unfair to He's him. He's got to show up with better body language. He, did, he has he no reason missed... to be going off the way he is. No, he, when was that? That was in July. It was the mo- no, hold on. But it was I'm the saying... most recent game they played, and then it was oh. the mandatory minicamp. Like, hold on. This is all we're going to – this is no. like oh, – when it happened to OBJ, everyone's like, oh, the media is treating OBJ unfairly. No, but he and admitted he was unhappy And then the OBJ offseason. got traded. And then they, they moved on. Like some – I am – again, I am with you that I think both – I think Stephen A can be reporting what he has been told. That's right. And Stephon Diggs can be telling the truth. That's right. You know what I mean? Like that, the, right. it's, the source, the could, source be could be wrong. I don't think Stephen A is claiming Stephon Diggs told me this. So, I, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, nobody could be lying here. But I think even if Stefan is telling the truth in the moment, we do know it is you, – you did yada yada one important point. It wasn't just that he missed the minicamp. It's that whatever happened that day made Sean McDermott very concerned. That was – I'm very concerned. Poor leadership. But that, That's, but, I buy but that. that happened. And the point I'm trying to make here is even if the dig stuff wasn't going on, I looked up this morning – the top 14 by Vegas odds, 14 Super Bowl odds, the best 14 Super Bowl odds. I, the, all of those teams, except for two, last year moved in a positive direction. The Chiefs went further, won the Super Bowl. Philly went further, made the Super Bowl. San Francisco made, made another conference championship game. Dallas won a playoff game when they hadn't the year before. Baltimore made the playoffs after missing. The Jets improved the record and added Aaron Rodgers. Detroit had the best season they've had in a decade. The Chargers made the playoffs after missing. Miami made the playoffs after missing. The Jags made the playoffs and won a game after missing. Minnesota won 13 games and made the playoffs after missing. Seattle made the playoffs after missing. That's 12 of them. Cincinnati technically took a small step back. I don't think anybody looks at Cincinnati like they took a major step back. Buffalo, for the second straight year, got worse. So you have the 14 top Super Bowl contenders. All of them have one thing in common. They got better, except for Cincinnati, who was the only way for them to get better would have been to win the Super Bowl. And the Bills, who went backwards again when the year before they had gone backwards. But it's a look, when you're making the playoffs every year, if you don't get quite as far as you did, it's similar to the Bengals. But it, I mean, it, it's not like they missed the playoffs. You mentioned a bunch of teams that didn't make the playoffs, yes, and then they but, made it. So yeah, they took a positive step. Mm-hmm. But to say they're ahead of Buffalo, I think is this. But no, what I'm what I am saying is is that you have all of these teams have something in, like the with teams we believe in. They all feel like they're coming off positive momentum from last year. All of them. Except for Buffalo, which for the second straight year went in reverse. Buffalo was in the AFC title game. Then the next year they were on the road in an epic round two game that they lost. That's a step back, but we kind of gave them a pass for it. Then the next year they're at home and get blown out in round two. 
after the after round one looking bad. When the previous year in round one, they scored on every possession against your Patriots. Well, that was against. That's the How's second straight talent? year. I, that's where you and I, I do think, fundamentally disagree. I don't think that it is that overly talented. I just don't. I think they have a below-average offensive line. I think that they have a defense that knew it needed an impact player so much they gave a guy past 30 with an injury history, six years, 120. Yeah. He, couldn't, he didn't make it through the year. I think their best linebacker left in free agency. I think, and, and while I agree with you, I like Kincaid, the tight end they drafted. Rook, the position that rookies typically have the least impact, one of the least, is tight end. It's usually he's not a second tight end. So That's not, fair. And so I just first. don't like. I just don't. And the biggest thing for me is everybody thinks they have this superstar quarterback. So that's what I think. It I is. I don't really. You and don't, I, think, we he, talk about you it don't think he's a superstar. No, I think the same oh. reason that we tried to like lay out all these reasons why the Chiefs weren't going to be good. You lost Tyreek Hill. You're starting all these rookies on defense. Yeah. You, you, know, you didn't win the Super Bowl. You took a step backwards, and you were like, well, you got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I think Buffalo fans can be like, yeah, we got Josh Allen. Okay. You well, think you, you got him? You don't? And he runs you, 15 you got, yards. You got Santa Claus, too. I mean, you, you can't compare one guy to Patrick Mahomes. You certainly can't. You can compare, compare anybody to Patrick Mahomes. You certainly can't compare Josh Allen to Patrick Mahomes. Well, you also don't have Andy Reid. And, again, to me, Bruce if McDermott doesn't get it, McDermott. if he doesn't get it done this year, and I don't mean win the Super Bowl, but if they they look bad in the playoffs, yes. so they were fortunate to get past Miami with the third string quarterback. So if they don't look better this year, then I know they just gave me extension, but it's just it's ridiculous. The, very it's the leadership thing. that was the canary in the coal mine. The, when he yeah. came out, the way he handled right. that it was, was just it unwise. Was Luckily, he has more on his plate this year since he's also the defensive coordinator now. That usually goes well. Let's take a look at the NFL MVP odds. Mahomes, our this guy, bro, number one. Yes, Burrow, right. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Herbert. Brew, we'll start with you. Allen's MVP odds, too high, too low, or just right? I'm going to say slightly too high. Slightly. Okay. I think he should be in the top ten. I mean, some top five. Okay. I would get Herbert out of there and put Lamar Jackson in. I'm expecting a big oh, year Lamar. from Lamar. And I would probably, if, if I had, I might have Allen fourth or fifth. And the only reason, though, is because I do agree with Nick that the team, I don't think they're going to win 13 games. That's a huge part of it. you got to win a ton of games. If they do win 13, I think he's in the hunt because the way their offense is set up, they still he's still their best runner. They lost Devin Singletary, their top rusher last year. So Allen is going to put up huge numbers. Mm-hmm. He's thrown for more than 4,000 yards the last three years, more than 35 touchdowns or 35 or more the last three years. He's going to have the big numbers. If they win the games, he's going to be such a huge part of that offense, not only passing the ball but rushing, that he definitely, to me, is a top-five candidate. Just, the question is, are they going to win enough games? It's, it, they're way too high. Guys, How? because he, he's never been an MVP caliber player. But he's finished he's, in the top okay, three. Okay, so, so let's talk about let's just talk about years? let's just talk about this real is quick. That? Let's just talk about this real quick. In 2020, he got four votes. It made him finish second. That's what happened. Just wait a second. The the two other guys who got votes, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, both of their teams were the one seed. They both had more passing touchdowns. They both had a higher passer rating. Yet four of the 50 voters somehow said, "I, I like the kid in Buffalo." I don't understand it. He no one thought. He was league MVP that year. The next year, he got zero votes. Last year, one person 
voted for him for MVP, which put him in the top three because of how the NFL voting works. But Brew, who doesn't like to ever, it's one of the things I love about him, back down on a prediction, even you gave up the Josh Allen MVP ghost by week 10. Because it's you did objectivity. not think. Right. And Mahomes was exactly, doing what Mahomes Exactly does. right. And so my point is because four people in 2020 and one person last year foolishly and erroneously voted for him does not mean he's been an MVP caliber player. He has had MVP caliber moments. He's had MVP caliber months. The final month of the 2021 season. The first month of last season. Playoff the, the, well, the, I'll throw, include that. The, fi- the playoff run in 2021 as well. But over the width and breadth of a season, it's never been close. And we can show you a guy who looked like he was improving markedly each year. We can show you the graphic. And then looks like, much like the team in 2020, plateau. A guy it's like, oh my God, look at his completion percentage. Boom, big jump. Boom, biggest jump we've ever seen. Then went in the other direction. So this year, who would I have ahead of him for MVP candidates? Obviously Patrick. Obviously the Prince. Obviously Joe Burrow. Obviously Obviously Jalen Hurts. Those are the four obvious ones. Lamar, I agree with you on. I would have ahead of him because I think there is a chance that Lamar is a monster year. I think the Cowboys are going to be excellent. So I would have Dak ahead of him for MVP. Again, this is not necessarily quarterback rings MVP. I would have because, even though I don't believe it's going to happen, if they're awesome, he will get all the credit. I think Aaron Rodgers probably should be ahead of him. And then I would say Herbert and Tua are right with Josh. Where we have seen, yeah, because Tua, like, we have seen a month from Tua last year, the first month of the season, if he's healthy. And with Josh, it's like, well, if he doesn't turn the ball over, that, yeah, if. Here's the thing, though, Nick. This is a guy, and I'm not going to throw up the graphic, that scored 84% of their touchdowns Mm -hmm. for a team that won 13 games. 13 and three when he, we know they missed the one game. So that's pro production. You can't belittle that in any way, shape, or form. He is that offense. Mm -hmm. Like, he has to do it with his feet, and he obviously does it with his arms. They don't have, you know, guys that that draw attention away from him. Like, that's huge. And, again, over 4,000 yards each of the last three years and 35-plus touchdowns. And his interception rate is bottom 10, 12 in the league, something like that. But it's not horrendous. I I am not arguing. And have not argued any time in the last three years. I did at the beginning of you know his rookie year. I didn't I didn't understand the draft pick. I was wrong on that. I am not arguing he's a bad player. I am not arguing he's not a good player. I am arguing that Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills are an idea. The the the, the Super Bowl caliber a quarterback one A one B that is an idea that the that some folks because of the physical attributes and the wow arm talent have been romanticized by and because it's for a franchise that we all know has great fans we like them they're scrappy and they have a tortured history we think they deserve it That's but true. we've never seen it we and have. it's been anointed We've, we haven't seen him win, get to a Super Bowl. Yeah. We've seen him get to an AFC championship and go neck-to-neck with Patrick Mahomes. We've seen him win 75% of his games the last three years. Like, he just hasn't gotten it done as far yeah, as the Super Bowl. That's right. He's a little bit like Luka, isn't he? 
He's I done knew more we were than Luca. Say that on the eighty-four percent thing. I was thinking about <laughs> that's that. A good, oh, actually, that's a good. No, he's not. Yeah. Second most playoff more. points per game. Four-time first team All-NBA. But can't get to. But can't. But it's going backwards. That's a very good comparison. Much better. No, it's not a good comparison. It's not a good comparison. We should go all in for Jonathan Taylor next on FS1. James Harden. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. With Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals you will be eating stress-free this spring. Each meal is chef-crafted, fresh, and dietitian approved More importantly, they are never frozen and ready to eat in just two minutes. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled up all day long. Try meals with premium ingredients like filet mignon, truffle butter, and shrimp. Restaurant-quality food that you do not have to prep, cook, or clean up delivered right to your doorstep. And if you need to change your deliveries, you can pause or reschedule whenever you like. Factor is your solution for fast and premium meals. Also, for the month of April, Factor is celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. So what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash firstthingsfirst50 and use code FIRSTTHINGSFIRST50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code FIRSTTHINGSFIRST50 at Factormeals.com slash FIRSTTHINGSFIRST50 to get 50% off your first box and 20% off your next. Fuel up fast, eat better, and get back to what you love doing this spring with Factor. Welcome back to one of the best shows we've done in months. Jonathan Taylor wants out of Indianapolis. The relationship has been simmering. Now we're at full boil. Colts looking for a first-round pick in exchange for the 24-year-old, who loudly checks notes, is amazing. <laughs> Third in rushing yards, set, tied for second rushing touchdowns. He's got the most rushing first downs. He's got the most 50-yard runs tied. And he's also the fastest guy. Brew, over here with the bandage Greg Jennings. <laughs> Who wouldn't let us sign his cast? <laughs> Chemistry is the key to the show, Greg. Uh, are you surprised the Colts are doing this, Brew? No, not at all. Uh, what is the best way to get a player who's upset with you because you won't give him a contract extension? To let him go out there and see, we're not the only ones. 31 other teams are not going to do the same thing. This reminds me of the Ravens letting Lamar Jackson test the market to show him. You're mad at us because we won't give you a $250 million guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract. No one else is going to do it either. And it, he got – Lamar got a great deal, mm -hmm. but it made it a little easier to negotiate because you saw it's not just this team. It, no one's giving me this. And, look, I don't even think he's going to get traded because I don't think the market – for several reasons, is going to be there for him. One, he is coming off an injury. He had surgery on his ankle in January. All right. Two, he's coming off a down year. He averaged yeah. four and a half yards of care. He, Come on. Because of the injury. 
No, in the 11 games he played, he only averaged four and a half yards a carry after five and a half yeah, the year before just, and five his rookie year. Yeah, but I think I'm the just argument saying, would be that he was dealing with he the was injury while he was playing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. still, yeah. if I'm a team, I'm wondering, okay, is this going to be the guy from two years ago that led the concern. league That's in rushing? And then on top of that, I, I got to give up draft picks for him. They won a first-round pick. And on top of that, I have to sign him to a contract extension or the anger he has with the Colts right now is going to be directed at me. And so, I look, I think at the end of the day, he's going to have to realize the <laughs> – there's no market for me. The best thing I can do is play for the Colts, have a great year. They improve the offensive line. So, and then they franchise tag him, and he just deals with it. You got to get the money you can get. It's still going to be – I get it. They're, the running backs are getting screwed. Yeah. But it's going It's going to be the best money he can get. I, I just don't mm. – I don't think he's going to get traded. I, I am surprised by all of this because it's self-imposed. Like, Ursay did this. He started all of this. If he leaves his comments in his mind and doesn't put them to paper or to audible where we can all hear what he thought, like none of this is even a question. None of this even is even considered on the table. However, when I look at their situation currently right now, why would you want to nip this? Because you have a you, you've deemed Anthony Richardson your starting quarterback, and he's a rookie. Yes. The number one way to support a quarterback entering into the National Football League is to give him a running game. Yeah. Well, you got a guy that established that for you. We know who he is. The injury to last year is what riddled him. But Jonathan Taylor is a bona fide back in this league. He is proven. You get a guy who is not proven. I love the upside of Anthony Richardson, but it's still an unknown. We don't know what he's going to be. They don't know what he's going to be. They know what the stable guy in the backfield, if yeah. it's JT, is. So, uh, th listen, I, I agree with that entirely. The only thing I disagree with is I'm not surprised at all. Because Indy is a terribly run franchise. Well, that, yeah. I mean, what are we That's talking like about? I mean, you got Jim Irsay, one of the things that he put to, to a paper or to Twitter was essentially like, you know, we all know what the running back market is, which is telling the whole world, my car is not worth a dime. By the way, I'd like double market value for exactly. it because now it's for sale. <laughs> the whole incongruity of we, it, we, running backs are not valuable. We want a first-round pick for our angry running back to me is foolish. Where I disagree with you, Brew, is I do not think the team, if a team were to trade for him, I don't think they have to give him a contract. I think Jonathan Taylor has the leverage to potentially get a new contract with Indy or the leverage to force his way out of Indy. I do not think he has the leverage to force a trade and then also get the contract. I think you use up to, to a degree. A team can say, listen, man, we just traded for you. And you have done nothing here. We gave up a lot for you. We're not we're not paying you ahead of time. And, and then and what can you do? He's not going to be upset? I don't think he'd be as upset. I don't think you're as upset with an organization you have done nothing for than a team that you have done a lot for on a cheap contract. Right. Where I agree. It's about money. I understand, but it grew up. Wherever he's at, he wants the money, I, and I get it. I, I get that, but I also think Jonathan Taylor is a logical actor and will understand. If a team trades for him and says, listen, we traded for you. And we will, in good faith, you know, enter into negotiations next year when you're a free agent. But we're not giving you a new deal right now. I think he will know. Well, I can't. I, I have no cards to play. Absolutely. I, I, I'm out of. I, I just got traded. That. I got no cards to play. Where I, where I think we all agree, is that, or I think so, is that the Colts need the player. 
And if you are you draft a guy who I, I supported the draft pick, because if you're in the AFC, you have to draft upside for quarterback because you're fighting against Goliaths. Mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson had the highest upside, go to, but he is so raw. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Jonathan Taylor's beloved in that locker room. And because you drafted a quarterback who is making no money, if there was ever a time right. you could pay a little extra for a running back and have it not kill you, it would be right now. Yeah. Instead, they're torching their relationship with their best player. I think it's, I think it's foolish. Next personally. team odds, Miami in the driver's seat at one. Miami's oh. always on the cusp of getting everybody. <laughs> then the Bucks, which I don't like at all. The Bills, holy cow, that'd be Can scary. You, uh, for B- me. Baker, Jonathan Taylor, duo? Best quarterback, <laughs> running back, duo in the league? Some people are oh, saying. Go ahead. It's actually not bad. So, uh, it actually is. Vikings would be sneaky. <laughs> it great. actually is. Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, and Jonathan Taylor, watch out. Or the Saints. Derek Carr, maybe. Um, Greg, we'll start with you. Who do you like? Um, on this list, I like the Dolphins simply because you know what they're up against in the AFCs. Uh, they have to make something happen if they really want to run for make a run at the Super Bowl, understanding they got to get out the AFC East, and you got Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and all the list goes on and on. A couple other teams that would, in my mind, make sense, the Denver Broncos. Ooh. When I look at the Denver Broncos, you, love the Denver you Broncos. it's not even that I love the Denver Broncos. I do like them this year, but there are still questions about if Denver Russell Broncos. Wilson can get back to like what we thought he was or what he had been in the past. If the same thing that we're talking about with Anthony Richardson, it, it holds true even for Russell Wilson in that offense. You bring in Sean Payton, obviously he's going to stabilize some things, but you allow a running back in a running game to hold shoulder your offense and you allow Russell Wilson time to really start getting these guys on the perimeters involved. Another, one, another team really quick, for me this will be interesting, but is the Tennessee Titans. They know that team a lot. I would. They would have to obviously get rid running of running backs. You're gonna have. Yeah, they would obviously have to get rid of Derrick Henry. Wow, I, this is Greg. Maybe hey, should have led with that one. Wow, <laughs> really? Yeah. And get just rid of Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah. I get. Go that back younger. This is younger. your brand of ball. You yeah. know him better than anybody else because you play him twice a year. You know what he brings to the table. You can start to retool that all over again. No knock on Derrick Henry, but if you're trying to get younger, which the league and everybody in it always tries to get younger. Holy cow. I Look, was expecting that one. I, I really like Jonathan Taylor, and I don't like what's happening to running backs. Yeah. But it is happening to running backs, and I do understand it from a team and ownership standpoint. So if I'm Miami, I got Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr., who last, I remember them playing big roles, especially Mostert, when San Francisco went to the Super Bowl. Yep. No, that's right. I lost to the Chiefs. Like, they're good enough. They're not quite as good as Jonathan Taylor, but they're a lot cheaper and they're good enough. And my main thing is going to be my receivers and my quarterback anyway. When teams are going to be so worried about our passing game that those two will do damage running the so football. You don't, they're saying. So I, I, if, I don't know. I, I personally don't think any team is going to go trade for in. him and go all so, in. I think Buffalo, to pick a team from that yeah. list, I'd love to see him in Buffalo because yeah, they Buffalo, need some good news. And, and, they yeah, need, that's right? They that's need an insertion point. of yeah. something positive. Good news. You're going to do it for the press no, but that, Well, well and, he's also a good player, and, but they, and he take pressure off Josh. And they've all, yeah, they've been trying to get this right. Playing they, the cold. They drafted a running back in the third round a couple years ago. They drafted Zach Moss in the second round recently. They've been mm-hmm. just, so maybe they'll feel like we've dedicated mm-hmm. too many resources uh, to that to a degree. So I, I think there's t- two just quick points here. The first one is, question is, how good do you think Jonathan Taylor still is? Uh, really good. And I, Wilds' point is, and I think it's 
correct one. The guy was at Wisconsin for three years. He ran for 1,970 yards, then 2,100 yards, then 2,000 yards. He had there were running backs that became won Heisman trophies for doing that at Wisconsin. Jonathan Taylor was kind of overlooked, if you will, yeah, overlooked Clyde in Edwards the draft. Got drafted before. Yeah, it was a bad job. One of the few, one of the few bad Chiefs draft picks. Then as a rookie, he was awesome. Second year player's best running back in the league, and third year he got hurt. The question is, do you think he is? The down year was because of the injury or because he was worked too much. Like so, they're both legitimate opinions. The team, I think, if he's traded, it's going to be the NFC. Our guy Dusty wants the Eagles to get him because the Eagles like seemingly that. get everybody. <laughs> of course, that would fit. The team that I would make the call, and I think would make, potentially make the call, is Seattle. And Seattle spent a second-round pick on a running back last year. They spent a second-round pick on a running back this year. If I'm Seattle and I call up Indy, I'm like, hey, you guys want first-round value. We just took Zach Charbonnet in the mid-second round. You want a running back that is cheap. We will give you him. He is a second, literal second-round pick from a few months ago. Throw in a fifth-rounder. And then Seattle says, we upgraded the running back position. We were trying to do that already with the draft and do that and try to go that way. That one makes a lot of sense okay. to me. All right. I know you, Patriots. Well, no, I already have Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, I want him on the cow- I want him on the Cowboys. But I'm gonna- Why? You don't like Tony Pollard? Uh, uh, does Tony Pollard prove like he can Vaughn? go I 17 games? Pollard. I love 25 carries a game. Deuce Vaughn? Everyone knows that when you want every score, the best highlights, and the biggest stories from the sports world, you go to foxsports.com. But did you know all of your favorites from Fox Sports can come to you? Announcing your Fox Sports Daily. Fox Sports' all-new, customized daily newsletter delivering the top sports news and videos you care about every day. All you need to do is sign up on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app. And then just follow your favorite teams, athletes, and leagues to get only the news you want. The more favorites you add, the more personalized your Fox Sports Daily will be. So sign up today on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app and stay updated on the sports stories that matter to you. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF. Steph went on Gilbert Arenas' podcast, was asked if he was the best point guard ever, and here's what he said. Are you the best point guard ever? Yes. 
Uh, have to, yes. Is me and Magic? That's the, the conversation? Obviously, I have to answer it that way, but I really feel like, to your point, like Magic's resume is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. all right, so the fact that we're even having that conversation is a, is, that's a, <laughs> a place I never thought I'd be in. So here's the resume comparison. Season's about the same, but Magic's got another title, another MVP. Steph's got the points, Magic's got the rebounds, and the assists by a large margin. Total assists, Nick, Josh and I looked it up, about 5,000. Yeah, it's in Magic's dip- favor. Yeah, difference yeah. of 5,000. Yeah. It's a good amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what was your reaction to this? All right, first of all, I respect it from Steph. I, don't, the, I respect the honesty. I always prefer honest, even if it comes across as honest arrogance other than false humility. And this isn't, like, wild. This isn't crazy to th- for him to think this. I am... I am not at all conflicted on this, but I also see a problem with what I believe. Oh. So, Magic Johnson is the greatest point guard of all time, and I do not think it is particularly close. All right. So, okay? And you said the resumes. (laughs) I just want to quickly show a different look at the resumes, which is top-of-the-line accomplishments. First team All-NBAs, 9-4. Top three MVP finishes, 9-3. MVPs three to two, finals appearances nine to six, titles five to four, finals MVPs three to one. And keep in mind, Magic played 12 years before being diagnosed with HIV. So 75% of his seasons, he went to the finals, was top three in the MVP, and was first team all NBA. He is the greatest point guard ever. With that said, Brew, every time we do one of those, create your best five-man roster possible, and it's like Jordan's the shooting guard, LeBron's the small forward, we argue about the center. I always am like, Magic's better, but I'd put make Steph my point guard. Well, How do I with Jordan and LeBron? Well, well, no, but you understand <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, I exactly. does. Magic is the greatest point guard ever, and on the greatest team ever, I would pick Steph. Okay, does mean, that does, and so those things seem good. in conflict. Yep. But I have you have to respect what Magic did and to respect the fact that the young kids don't know. Magic, the last game he played in before being diagnosed with HIV was in the NBA Finals. Right. And it was, by the way, look at that roster on the 91 Lakers. They took the NBA Finals. Not great. Not like it was terrible, but Kareem was long gone right. and not great. So yeah, it's magic, it? but it's weird because I understand what Steph's saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree that it's magic. All right. Um, but to, for the sake of discussion, I think there's an argument for Steph. You put up the resumes, obviously Magic's is better. But the argument for Steph, one, they both changed the game. Arenas, if you listen to the podcast, said, you know, everybody's trying to be Steph now, which is true. But everybody was trying to be Magic. Penny Hardaway, six seven point guard who was headed toward the Hall of Fame before injury. Grant Hill, 6'8 guy that played a lot of point guard. LeBron, LeBron James. James. That's right. You know, Chris Webber's even talked about how seeing Magic at 6'9 do what he did made big guys want to step away from the basket. That's one. Uh, Steph changed the game more, though. Only unanimous MVP ever. I know he shouldn't be, but he is. He's the only unanimous. But here's the real stuff. One, he built Golden State into a dynasty from scratch. Hmm. They had made the playoffs one time in 18 years before Steph began leading them to the playoffs. Obviously, the Lakers had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was the MVP Magic's rookie year, and all some other great players and a great history. Secondly, he didn't have the supporting cast Magic had. Magic, Kareem was the number one pick and was 
averaging 20 points up plus up until like 1986. Then, and I know he had Durant, but that was for two championships. He won two others without Durant. All right, Draymond Green's a number two, second round pick. Steph or Clay Thompson's a late lottery pick. Kareem, number one pick. James Worthy, number one pick. Byron Scott, number four pick. All right. Uh, um, um, there's another guy, uh, Jamal Wilkes, Wilkes, who's a Hall of Famer, yeah. was an 11th pick, basically where Clay was drafted, I think 12th. So Magic had more talent than Steph had for the bulk of his career. Again, I, I'm with Magic, but I think that would be the argument for Steph Curry. And, you know, some people might say it's pick your poison. Do you want the greatest playmaker of ever and the greatest passer of all time by a mile? Or do you want the greatest shooter who also disrupts your defenses because you have to play toward him uh, at your point guard. You have to lean towards passing, correct? He's the point guard, and the one guy has 5,000 more assists than the other well, and has five, averages five more a game. The, well, but the, Steph averages what? What was it, five more five points? Five more points than 6-11. Yeah, like, listen, I, the, I will say this. I think we will see another Steph Curry before we see another Magic Johnson. Oh, really? Yeah, because now everyone is trying to be Steph and Magic because you can't try to be 6'9". So you have to have this court vision, which you know, <coughs> there are a few things Magic had that were natural gifts that you just can't always have. Like LeBron, I think, could have been Magic but went a different route and you know, was kind of a, a combo of different great players. I think we're going to see another Steph. And that's, again, I've given Steph all the flowers I possibly mm-hmm. can. I just think because... So many people are trying to do it, and because he is a size that so many more people are, someone is going to crack the code to a degree. Okay. I do think that. Better be one of the greatest shooter of all time's son. Okay. <laughs> Gotta be on the lookout. Uh, oh, what a segment we have in store for you. Oh, no. You, you, this, you can get a sandwich now, America. First things first. You can come back with a special episode. <laughs> <laughs> MLB playoffs are near, and you know what that means, Alex? Yep. Flippin' Bats will be staying up late and having all the fun. From breaking down the most important stories and games, nobody's done what he's doing. Nobody. Not even Babe Ruth. To interviewing baseball's biggest stars. I felt like I was pitching more stress. I was trying to be so perfect. No one covers America's pastime like us. So as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox, please make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander and me, Alex Curry. Baseball is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Oh. That was a bad It's return of the Mac. Alabama Mac, that is. (laughs) (laughs) Now that he has an actual offensive coordinator, not a defensive coordinator trying to call plays, Pro Bowl quarterback Mac Jones said he's feeling relaxed and ready to roll. I'm keeping it loose and going out there and slinging it. 
Going back to the Alabama Mac when I'm in the right headspace. It's a mental health thing. Smart, uh-huh. playing relaxed and loose. I can go out there and let it fly, not think too much, and go play football. So I know you're asking, hey, Wilds, I wasn't following much Alabama when Mac Jones was there. Can you catch me up to speed? Well, sure. (laughs) 13-0, that completion percentage is highlighted in crimson because it's the best in college football history. 350 yards a game, 41 touchdowns, and four interceptions, two of which were not his fault. (laughs) So this is what I wrote. I'm excited, obviously. Greg? Yeah? Come on. (laughs) What do you think about Mac Jones' confidence? Bill O'Brien having a real offense? And his humble nature? Mac Jones. I think think the guys in that locker room and Mac Jones being the leader, uh, they have something to be excited about. Thank you. With him feeling this way, having some confidence. Bill O'Brien obviously restoring some of his confidence and giving him this feeling of freedom. And why he has this is because Bill Belichick is not lingering on that offensive side of the ball because he trusts Bill O'Brien to run it. Love it. However wild. However wild. Yeah, don't say Alabama Mac. Yeah. It can't happen. It rolls off the tongue, though. It does, yeah. but it, it can't happen. What do you mean? Because he was talking about, I want to be throwing the ball around. I could just throw it up out there. Well, yeah, when you have Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, <laughs> Brian you. Robinson Jr. That's in the backfield, Najee Harris in the backfield, Thank you. Uh, I would That's just throw point. it up, too. That's a fair point. And you look at the guys that he has now. <laughs> I mean, Ramondre Stevenson, he's a good, good, good young back. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott, don't, we all, don't we, forget about Zeke's pass block. Don't forget we, about it. Wild we, we, you know, we got a pass pro. We got to have a guy that can pass pro in Zeke yeah. Elliott. Yeah. Devontae Parker, That's Juju good. Smith-Schuster, Kevin Bourne. They don't Kendrick. look like – I'm sorry, Kendrick but, Bourne. They don't look like – How about Liberty's Pat Douglas? Have you seen any videos on him? They don't look like Devontae Smith. I mean, that's the – listen, I'm going to – hold up. This is – these are not – Cogent points. Well, maybe they will be, but these – I don't think these are the winning Powerball numbers. But they are six – 10, 12, 15, 24, okay. and 44. Well, I don't even know what this is. And I'm okay, forward. well, I'm about to tell you. 6, 10, 12, 15, 24, 44. That is the picks of the draft of the guys Mac Jones was throwing to <laughs> this year and a half playing. The number six pick, Jalen Waddle. The number 10 pick, Devontae Smith. Number wow. 12 pick, Henry Ruggs. The number 15 pick, Jerry Judy. The number 24 pick, Najee Harris. And then the number 44 pick, John Meechie. Wow, so Max so, Jones turned them all into first okay, round picks. Okay, yeah. And so, and by <laughs> the way, I think both, the of his, way both of his tackles <laughs> went 11th overall. He had a center drafted and a guard drafted. And another tackle drafted, who I think was their swing tackle. The idea that Mac Jones thinks there will be another moment of his football life that is anything like yeah. Alabama well, is delusional. Yeah. Why is that? It's just beats. Beat. Where is his coach? Because his coach shares like similar DNA. No. Uh, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick no, but, uh, are BFFs. I will tell you and who's something. the common denominator? Oh, you know, you know, oh, it's Bill O'Brien, now our offensive coordinator. You know, you know what's interesting like about Saban? <laughs> So, you know what was also in this article? We didn't. It's not the headline Alabama Mac is, but a different nickname, which was McEnroe that they called him because even we you tried to put all of his tantrums and his histrionics on. Well, I'm sorry, he was frustrated that Matt Patricia was calling zone blitz when he was an offensive coordinator. Yeah, it's <laughs> That Matt Patricia was calling defensive plays. And in this article, they talk about how Nick Saban. Belichick's guy, nicknamed 
Mac Jones McEnroe oh. because even back at Alabama, with perfect protection, going undefeated, yeah. throwing to first-rounders, he was throwing fits. Oh, so, and how that work out? 14-0? and 0? Okay, how, how Yes, John I, am, yes, I understand that the quarterback at Alabama typically has a gaudy win-loss record under Nick Saban. That is how what they all have had. Oh, okay. But the idea... No, Let's I mean, move, uh, uh, Brew, I'm going to let you go in before we have to dedicate two segments to how good Trevor Lawrence was in junior high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's what saved you. The Thank fact you. that Nick... Cause I, Thank you. Look, I'm everybody back. that's at this level was spectacular in college and high school. Not so, you, but Nick always <laughs> throws that in our face, so you can use that. But they're right. They, they said everything I was going to say. He's throwing not to Devontae Smith, but to Devontae Parker. All right? Ramondre, as nice as he is, not going to average 115 yards a game like Najee Harris did. All right? Yeah. Your boy's in trouble. He's not. And, and on top of that, what? the quote, if we can get it back up there, keeping it Fun, yeah. slinging it. Slinging it around. Does that sound like Bill Belichick football? No. Oh, it, Tom Brady. Uh, slinging it, keeping yeah, it Brady loose and slinging it. it. All right, uh, just go out there and play football, let it fly. That is not how Bill Belichick does it. I'm sorry, it's not happening. That when, when you think about the New England Patriots, the way that they are going to be successful is to protect Limit Mac what Jones. he does. There you go. Limit. How do you limit it? You, may, you ensure that you rely on your running game and you have that sure. out front. And then you allow Mac Jones to do just Whatever he bit. does, just don't turn the ball over. Not going to turn the ball over. Just a right, little That's great bit. No, but just that's a little that, bit. No. Not but much. That, Slinging it. Wilds, this, we know <laughs> what the Patriots – you don't want to pay attention to their words or their lack of words as far as the fact that Mac Jones, and this was in the article as well, still has not been declared the starting quarterback. Oh, my you God. Don't, no, it's no, like no. you never watched the Patriots the, for 20 no, no, years. No, no, no. So, like I said, I, I said you want to ignore their lack of words there. Okay, that's fine. But then we must pay attention to their actions. And their actions were, do we want to pay a little extra to bring in another weapon for our passing game? Or do we want to pay a little extra to bring in another running back to our running back stable? And that's the point Greg made yesterday. And it is, you, you can find out what a team wants to be by what they prioritize Absolutely. and what they do. Or, and what Bill Belichick has done... Enough. Is, is but you, you did not think they had enough. You got well, it. I you didn't see Kendrick Pop Douglas Bourne. and Boutte. <laughs> he looks good. He was Greg at LSU. He was going to be a top ten. And he the, fell down the draft. Oh, I'm uh, telling you, we have enough. That's why. Oh, let's get Zeke on America's team. I'm telling you guys. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. Prediction week next week. There will be prizes. <laughs> Crumble just, cookies dust. Crumble cookies dust. Crumble cookies. Several boxes. Hey, college football fans, this is R.J. Young, host of Fox Sports' number one college football show. The biggest names, the biggest games. The theme is we do it big on this here thing. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We have an electric show for you, starting with this. 
Can you play for the Bills? Play wide receiver for the Bills? Go to every practice for the Bills? Are you going to be available? <clears throat> Stephen A doesn't think you do. <laughs> but you took his Twitter to refute, writing uh, 100% not true. I don't know who the source is. I thought I nipped this already in the bud. And I'm rocking with my dogs, Bill's Mafia through and through. It's okay, you know. Wow. You gotta, you gotta make some creative choices. And- <laughs> I thought you made one. Right. <laughs> uh, we'll start with Greg. What do you make of this? I don't know where you <laughs> came <laughs> up with that. That, that, was, that, that, that was better. That was good. good. All right. <laughs> Sorry. That was good. Oh, that was good though. Was nice. I appreciate that. Thank you for me. Look, there is something here. There is oh. something. There is something here. Now, mind you. Stephon Diggs, he is all in. He's a football player. Once he's in, in that locker room, he's all about, you know, trying to win games and whatnot. However, we can't just completely dismiss what we were told and what we were shown leading up to this season and this offseason, what, what, what happened. Also, I can't not remember and recall what he experienced in Minnesota and what he showcased us in Minnesota. It's very similar. If you guys don't remember, he was upset. He was a little disgruntled. He would have played. He wanted out of Minnesota. But when he was asked, no, I want to stay and remain. This is this is good talk from Stefan Diggs on his part because the season is most important. I don't want to be a distraction, so no, I'm all in. I'm here with my dogs. We're going to ride it out. We're trying to go and compete for a Super Bowl. However, after the season, if things don't work out, we're going to all find out how he really felt. Mm. Now, look, everything is showing. Like, you're right. He, what's he going to say? He's, and I'm not, I, I'm not saying he's lying. I'm not saying he doesn't mean it. But just looking at the history, Minnesota, looking at the playoff game where he, you know, had all the histrionics, looking at the entire offseason, how he, you know, he didn't nip it in the bud, as he said earlier. He let it fester all season long until he showed up and then there was a problem. So I just think if when they hit hard times, this could rear its ugly head again. But, Greg, my biggest problem with the Bills is I, I think there's a lack of leadership there. And I think you can – and I look, Sean McDermott has done – he did a great job when he got there of turning them into a perennial playoff team. But I think – and I think you can win games based on talent in the regular season, which they've done. But I think to get to the Super Bowl, which is all they have left to do – it takes some real leadership and creating a culture there that can do that. And I just don't think they have it. I don't know that Josh is a great leader. I think he's a great quarterback, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's shown that he's a great leader. And I don't think McDermott's showing it. And situations like this, sometimes it's just going to happen even with great leadership. But I do think better leadership would have more of a handle on this situation than they do right now in Buffalo. I, I, I think if we're being honest – There have been, since the last year's regular season ended, we have countless examples of reasons to think the Bills are headed in the wrong direction and not one example of reason to think they are getting better. 
And the fact that they have the third best Super Bowl odds, it's just it's just another figment of the media and some gambler's imagination of what this team could or should or they wanted it to be. Because from the moment the regular season ended, to, I will tell you the notable events and we'll say pro or con. They escaped at home against Miami's third-string quarterback, not great. Then in a home playoff game against Cincinnati, their quarterback and wide receiver, their wide receiver shows up their quarterback, and they get dog-walked. Then Leslie Frazier oddly is dismissed, leaves. It's kind of he's taken a year off. Okay, free agency. Add no one of note, lose their best linebacker, their best guard. A weird off-season, unfortunate situation. Their kick returner, Naeem Hines, gets lampooned on a jet ski, unfortunately. It's terrible, but he's out. They, again, add no one of note. They don't add a, wide, a second wide receiver. The Diggs controversy has the, has the head coach, Ghost White, very concerned. <laughs> Very concerned. And now this, and oh yeah, in the division, Aaron Rodgers comes. And two days ago, their top backup offensive lineman, when offensive line was already a concern, he goes down for the year. Okay, that's the cons. The pros are they were allowed to participate in the draft like every team. Okay. I don't know. I mean, everyone's like, oh, the draft. Everybody got the draft. They didn't have, like, extra picks. Everybody had the draft. So I, I just, you look at the list, Greg. Uh, and I did it. The 14 top contenders for the Super Bowl, according to Vegas odds. 12 of them improved for, oh, year over year. Kansas City, Philadelphia, San Francisco maintained back-to-back NFC title games. Dallas made the playoffs and won a playoff game. Baltimore made the playoffs after missing. The Jets got a better record and, by the way, got Aaron Rodgers. Detroit had the best year they've had in a decade. The Chargers made the playoffs after missing. Miami and Jacksonville did the same. Minnesota won 13 games. Seattle made the playoffs after missing. Two teams... Went in the wrong direction. Cincinnati, which barely went in the wrong direction, went from losing the Super Bowl to losing the AFC title game in the final second. Mm-hmm. And Buffalo, which went in the wrong direction for the second straight year. Why are we acting like they're one of the best teams? Why? I, I, don't, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, I think it's because we, we've been privy to this, this division that's been dysfunctional with Tom Brady leaving the Jets, or sure. I'm sorry, the Patriots and the Jets being always the Jets and the Dolphins kind of treading water or whatever, and they've always kind of just filled in that void with Josh Allen and obviously when Stephon Diggs came over. For me, though, this year for them to have these odds, I, I, th- this is too high for me. And I was, you guys know I was all on the Bills bandwagon. Yeah. I was jumping and cracking all kinds yeah. of tables. Mm-hmm. However, when I, when I look at the things that are happening across the league, kind of similar to what you're talking about, the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, he gets additional weapons. They improved. Jalen Hurts, a team that's Philadelphia Eagles that's not listed mm-hmm. in front of them, he gets a second year and he got more weapons. Mm-hmm. They improved. Like, there are so many instances, the Jets, there are so many teams that have improved in this team that I rooted for, that I thought last year was their year, and quite frankly, the year before, nothing about them, especially offensively, has improved. Everything is getting a little bit more shaky. And when I look at that, it doesn't show me a team that's coming together. It shows me a team that's falling apart. And show me a team that has fallen apart before the season that has had a great season and has gone on to win a, a Super Bowl or, exactly. or NBA Finals. Yeah. Look at the Golden State Warriors last year. We saw the writing on the wall. 
they they tried to figure it out, but it was what it was. Yeah, Brew believed in both of them. Yeah, Bills and Warriors. Yeah, and it's, the Nets. It's, 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 yeah. Well, the Bills were having yeah. these issues before yeah. last season. <laughs> Let's take a look at NFL MVP odds. Mahomes in the lead. Burrow, Allen, then Hurts and Herbert. Nick, you like Allen too high, too low? Guy, again, I, I, I'm going to be in reruns here. Guys, Just the guy's never been an MVP. And I don't mean he's never won one. I mean he has never been an MVP caliber player. He's had moments. Two had a month where he looked like an MVP. Josh Allen's had a few months where he looked like an MVP. And people say, well, and by people, I mean that guy well. says, <laughs> well, he's finished top three twice. But let's actually talk is about it. Is that a fact? It's it a is fact. a fact. I mean, he's just out here spitting facts. It is a like, fact. Well, it's a what fact. I do. Yeah. It's what I do. It, it, it is a fact. Just like it's, it's a fact, Brew, that Pedro Stoyakovic has gotten more career MVP votes than Kyrie Irving. That's a fact, but it also is not that meaningful of a fact. When, in 2020, NFL MVP Russell Wilson was upset mm-hmm. when he was at the height of his powers because he never got yes. one MVP that, and vote. Russell Wilson He's probably headed to the has, Hall of has, Fame unless it really And Russell south. Wilson and Josh Allen have something in common. Wildly overrated quarterbacks loved by Chris Broussard. In 2020. <laughs> Russell Wilson's the, probably the, headed to the Hall of Fame. Okay, great. That, that is a different Great. You act like that's a small no, thing. No, I am acting and like And he hasn't gotten one MVP vote. Josh this guy's Allen. gotten seven yes, in the last three years. because the media loves him. In 2020, when he got four of his career five MVP votes, which is how many he's gotten, five total votes. He got four of them in 2020. The two guys, okay. other guys who got Over votes, here. Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Both had more touchdowns, both had a higher quarterback rating, mm-hmm. both of them their team were the one seed, which leads me to believe those four voters were just wrong. I don't know if you, I know you have an NBA vote, yeah, maybe no, you have an I NFL vote, you were one NFL of them. Vote. And then last year he got a vote, which is crazy because these two guys all year <laughs> long wanted him to be MVP, and by Thanksgiving we're like, all right, Nick, you're right, he's not MVP. So nobody thought he was all MVP. All he did, Greg, oh, all he go. did, I'm bringing facts again because his feelings are all over the place yes, up in sir. here. All he did was score 84% of the points for a team that went 13-3. and Drew, who was your MVP and, uh, no, last year? Mahomes was, was better. Second? But you're acting like because he finished second or third, I, he's not Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. How many votes has Joe Burrow gotten? How many votes in his Joe career? Burrow MVP. Got? First place vote zero, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are we ripping Joe Burrow? No. Do we have a whole segment dedicated to ripping no. Joe Burrow to shreds? No, because I, Joe you, Burrow I'm just is saying, now. You're talking about Josh Allen no. like he's garbage. No, I am not. I, that is the thing. I am talking about Josh Allen the same way I did last year when last year I have the, I guess, the benefit of being the only person in the country right about it, which is that he is being elevated to a place we want him to be, like his team is being elevated, that he has never been. He's third on the MVP projections. Mm -hmm. He's finishing the top three, two of the last three years. Doesn't seem that crazy. And I actually think he should be a little bit lower. I think he should where's be a little Cooper, bit Where's Cooper, Cooper Cup? Cup? He finished third one of the last two oh, years. Stop he should it. be on there. What do you mean? Cooper stop it. Cup. I'm bringing facts. Has Cooper <laughs> Cup led <laughs> a team to <laughs> the conference championship? No, no, he let him do Super Bowl, actually. Uh, Super Brown. Oh, won the Super Bowl. Oh, walked into that one. Oh, he's a receiver. On. Oh. He's a receiver. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, no. was I, was actually, I was actually oh. thinking Cooper was. was oh. <laughs> but no, Cooper Cup is a receiver. Totally different. Totally different. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie. 
your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. And yes, I'm going to say it, I told you so. You told me what? He's a top 10 guy. And matter of fact, it was one in, drive in, the in my book, in my book, he's moving on up. Moving on up. He's moving on up. Moving on up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go. This is this is my newly updated top yeah. 10 QB rankings. And again, let me say this. This is no knock on Trevor Lawrence. No. This is uh-huh. this is not a knock on Trevor Lawrence yeah. because Trevor Lawrence has not done anything wrong. Why it's do just, you hate Trevor Lawrence? Daniel Jones has just been this good. Ow. <laughs> what, are we, what, are, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are you doing? Can, can I say something before before we before we start having this conversation? Yeah. I would like to extend the opportunity for everyone at this desk to apologize for what? For jumping on the bandwagon. Eventually, because no. I know it's going to happen about Daniel Jones. Oh, okay. And doubting me. And now, now I want to address you, Nick. Okay. I haven't even said anything. You yet. know how I feel I'm about just Trevor. A shoulder rub. You know how I feel about Trevor. No, I don't. Actually, I, yeah. evidently not. I, not I, that I'm good. questioning too. I, I yeah. really, I really love Trevor Lawrence. He had, he was just, he just happened to be the guy that. Well, that you front. had wildly underrated while wildly overrating Daniel Jones. Look, what, what is the argument for, for this? Daniel Daniel Jones has been in my top ten since last season. Yes, I remember that. And there have been several of you at this desk. I say several because two out of three. That just wants to deny it and don't see it into the future the way that I do. Daniel Jones is a top ten quarterback. Whether or not his team is the best in the NFC, that's not the question. It's about him. And when you add pieces around the guy and he starts to look the way that we've seen him look in this preseason. Yes. It's because if you look terrible, you know what we would be saying? They're in trouble. We would be saying that. So because he looks great, I'm going to acknowledge the fact that he looks great. You better believe it. Yes, indeed, Daniel Jones, you look great. Sam Howell looked great last night. He does. And he's trending up. He's about to get the top 10, too. No, he's going to break my top 28. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to hear, though, because you you, you had all these these things you said. It was nice and cute. Oh, Give me some reasoning why he's in the top 10. He threw 15 touchdowns in 16 games. 
Look, That's all I know. That All you want to hang your hat on is the fact that he threw 15 touchdowns. Name me the receivers that he was throwing it to. Uh, okay. I'll give you. He doesn't Two have of the them, best receivers Tony. That but guy could never why in the world? He averaged 200 yards a game passing. So, all right. Th- this is what, this is what, what you watched is last year. What is there to make him such – he runs it pretty well. This is what you watched last year. And we, and we saw it with Josh Allen, with Brian Dable. We saw him start to emerge into the guy that we – thought that his potential could meet up to be. This is what's happening with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has always been a very accurate quarterback. Now all of a sudden you get him Brian Dable. Now he starts to actually tailor the offense to what he does well. Not and, not and which last year no, 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 was no, no, running. No, 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 no. It's not that it's not that he couldn't throw. Uh-huh. It's that look, the personnel that we have is not conducive. The offensive line even is not conducive to us dropping back and throwing the ball. 30 times a game with Daniel Jones. That's not who we are. We have Saquon Barkley. We're going to ensure that we get the ball in his hands, allow him to make plays. This year, you add more pieces. You go out and get Paris Campbell. You go out and get Darren Waller. You make sure that you bring Saquon Barkley back. You allow your quarterback that you paid big money for, and you said you're our future. You're the franchise. There's a reason why. Because there's another level that he's getting ready to go to. I believe that. Brian Dable believes that. You guys don't believe it and see it. However, we're willing to say Trevor Lawrence is going to have an outstanding year. He's going to go he in the right Gatorade direction. He was All-American. Oh, there you go. <laughs> player of the year, not just All-American player of the year. Because we are missing it's the forest for the trees. good argument. This is the, like the top ten I vehemently disagree with, but it is not as galling as your latest list, which has him ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Can we just do a side-by-side last year, Trevor, last year, Daniel Jones? Oh, those look very similar. Oh, I'm sorry. That's just one since November and the other the entire year. So that's first of all. Second of all, Greg. Can, I, can I say this really yeah. quick? Can I, can I respond to this or can I let No, go ahead. Because, I mean, I, I, didn't, I don't want to do this to Trevor Lawrence. Well, they trailed no, in so many they, they trailed in so many games. That's the, when they were on the winning streak. I, That's since November. Just because you're on a winning oh, okay. streak doesn't mean oh, you're that right. you're out front. You know, you're right. They were all they were a lot of them were great clutch comebacks <laughs> by the Prince. I agree with you. You're I'm, correct. Because they went I'm, seven and two and I'm they didn't trail a lot. Which means you. he's quite clutch. But that's not the question. Here's the question I have. Okay. Because I will listen, I am not even though what was my New Year's resolution while Be less humble. I I am not going to act like I have, you know, run routes in the NFL that I know what it looks like. in the Live bullets. Greg obviously has, so I'm going to ask him. Aside from running, and with quarterbacks, running's nice, but it's secondary. What does Daniel Jones do better than Trevor Lawrence? He's more accurate. Oh, no. that's true. Oh, no. You don't believe that. He's more accurate. That's a horrible one. He's more accurate. I I mean, Trevor. Nick? What? Nick, Trevor's I, I, accuracy. Is, look, I well, love Trevor's accuracy. Been look, sketchy. look, Nick. At times. Nick, ask the charge. I love no, Trevor. He had good Moore. accuracy to the charge. I did not <laughs> want to do this. Daniel was doing this in a quarter of a preseason <laughs> game. This is all because of a few preseason games. Man, did you see it? Okay. Did you you got to do the Calvin Ridley thing. Preseason? No, I'm not. Because Greg wants Greg, to, Greg wants to like make it like a wide receiver thing, and the wide receiver is the hero of the story. Yeah. So you got Calvin Ridley. But I don't even, I don't, I don't need, I, I'm telling you this. If you would have put Trevor Lawrence 
with Brian Dable on those Giants last year with those receivers, uh, he wouldn't I have thrown agree. for 15 touchdowns. They would have been he, better. They would have been better. You agree and with so that? I'm not, they, it's, they, I mean, it's just fine that we could have when it happens. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's a great take. It's a nice take. <laughs> Thank it's you. Early I don't think this is going to age that well. Okay. I do. Oh, God. Oh, speaking just, of things that don't age well, the Bucks quarterback competition. Yeah, or, which didn't I even make it to he, September. Oh, my God. He's got six games. Enjoy the six or seven weeks that he's starting. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Uh, Bucks have a replacement for Tom Brady, and his name is Baker oh, Mayfield. God. Who could have seen that coming? Here's head coach Todd Bowles and Baker. Take a listen. Baker's our starting quarterback. Kyle's number two. Baker's our guy right now, uh, experience-wise and understanding the playbook just a little bit better. But Kyle's on the come, but we like the, both guys. We like where we're at. Baker's one, Kyle's two. To earn the job, it's an unbelievable feeling. You never want to take those for granted. Um, you know, I'm one of 32 guys that can say they're a starting quarterback in the NFL. So uh, it's it's a special honor um, living out a dream, but now's not the time to be satisfied. Brew? Did Todd Bowles not oh talk more about Kyle Trask? Oh. In that announcement oh that God. Baker's our starter, then he did Baker Mayfield. You're unbelievable. He didn't talk more about no. Kyle's. Kyle's it, on the come. Is, Baker's our starter right now. He okay. said that twice. Okay. Not in that clip, but I, twice. Hey, I, I, I'm not answering this question right on the screen. Now. This is yeah, because there's this, only one no, version because of Baker. Also and it's a because this, no, poor one. God, dog, <laughs> listen to me. You. We did. Wilds called a shot. I think he might have been right. This might have been our best Tuesday show ever. I'm very proud of what we've done today. You know what I'm not proud of? The 11 minutes we spent two and a half weeks ago over the word or being on a depth chart that Brew claimed claimed was unprecedented in NFL history and then showed up on two more depth charts uh, uh, in the next 24 hours. It's not going to show up. That's That's one piece of paper. It says fact. fact. It's just a (laughs) fact. It says fact. Okay, it's fact. And I I promised you, I guaranteed you, I said. Did I ever deny it? No. Hold on. You You never this is exactly what happened. I said with 100% certainty, Baker's going to be the week one starter. And you said, why is there the or? Why haven't they announced it? And then I put you on the spot and I said, who do you think is going to be the week one starter? And you went, probably Baker. But so that is what it was. And you just broke your piece again. So now you won't even know when the show's over. You're in shambles. You're just in shambles. Because Baker, for the second straight year, has proven you wrong before week one. No, hold on. Both times I said Baker will likely start. No. Yep. Okay. Okay. And, and it's oh, it's it's a real accomplishment to beat out oh, Kyle now, Trask oh, no. or oh. Sam Darnold, oh, who who be, by the way is not the next Steve Young. Can well, we yesterday that out there? on I, the show, I said the competition was over, and you said then why haven't they announced it? Kyle Trask looked really question. good. It's a All fair of question. these things. That, mm-hmm. Why is, is he? Saying? Let me ask you a question. Yeah, sure. Since you're you're taking your victory lap. Yeah. Is he going to be the starter the entire season? Well, guys get hurt. If he's healthy. If he's healthy? Yes. yes. 
Really? Yeah. Well, Week we, seven, there, there won't be a Todd Bowles press conference? No, there won't be. We're going be. to Kyle Trask. No, there won't be. You know why? He all but he said good. Baker's starting because he's more experienced. He Because he's but better. He saved the praises for Kyle Trask. Because you're trying to he's be nice to, to the guy who just lost the job. That's true. Ryan Jetson week on week one. Week seven, Kyle Trask will Calling be starting. Up next. Week seven, week eight, somewhere we'll see around you tomorrow, there. 3 o'clock.